Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of What Do They Know podcast. In today's episode, the guys will get us ready for the season by breaking down the AFC and NFC West. They will go over each team and where they think the teams will rank at the end of the season. And they will also highlight the players from each division to have on your radar for your fantasy football drafts coming up soon. They're also going to share their thoughts on the first episode of HBO's Hard Knocks and answer some of the questions that you guys sent in this week on social media. But hey, what do they know? What do they know? Well, we're about to find out. What's up, everybody? My name's Nick Hoskins, and I'm with my my best bud, Jeff Garcia. And this is a new podcast, What Do They Know? Um, we appreciate you guys joining. We're really excited. Um, anybody who knows Jeff and I knows that this is something that we've wanted to do for for a while. Um, high school. So, yeah, high school. We talked about doing this. Yeah. We talk sports all day, every day. So um, <clears throat> we're going to dive in today. I wanted to kind of um, tell you a little bit more about us. Obviously, we did our bios, but... Um, want to answer some fan questions that kind of helps us with telling you about us. Um, one of the questions that came in this week was, um, you know, how do we become Jets and Saints fans? Um, so I'll let Jeff tell his story first because it cracks me up. It also infuriates me when you and you'll understand yeah. when when you hear it. So, Jeff, go ahead. All right. So um, my fanage of the Saints starts back in high school. Um, it was actually this guy who invited me over to uh, their fantasy league. And at that time, I didn't know much about football at all. It was the last of the four major sports that I got into. Um, obviously, I had, we had the Diamondbacks over there winning the World Series in 2001. So we had baseball, basketball, sons. You had the Steve Nash era um, back in the mid-2000s. And then you had hockey. Coyotes never went far, but at least they made the playoffs. They had some hype behind them. Cardinals? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. They were dry as the desert out there. Shout out, Phoenix. Shout out Phoenix, <laughs> one twenty, woo! But um, you know they made their Super Bowl run back in two thousand eight, I believe, and that's what legitimately the first amount of hype that they had. So that's when I started getting into football, and so that whole fantasy football when you invited me into it was came at a perfect time for me. Yeah, yeah. So I'll never forget. So me and Jeff, we just you know we just started hanging out. We're sophomores in high school. We're you know we're buddies. We're talking about football, and at the time I didn't even know who his team was. So I go, Hey, who's your favorite football team? And I'll never forget. He goes, actually, I don't have one. I said, he goes, I love football, but I don't have a favorite football team. I was like, what, how does that even work? Yep. And then, like he said, he joined our fantasy league and I'll never forget it. So it's week one. We're both excited. <laughs> we're sitting at native New Yorker. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, go ahead. Go Let's ahead. Check out. It was an auto draft. It was an auto draft. It was an auto draft. And I got drew Brees <laughs> yep. as my quarterback. Yep. So it was pure fate yep. that this happened. So we were in Avon, New Yorker, which is... Uh, shout out, shout out native. Shout out native. Best wings in Phoenix. That's right. At me. <laughs> At me. <laughs> but um, week one, we're sitting there and enjoying our meals and whatnot. But... Waiting for the games this. to start. Yep. Saints versus Detroit. I remember this game vividly. Drew Brees goes out and throws out like five touchdown passes. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Sold. Yep. Sold. He literally looks at me as we're walking out. He goes, I think I'm going to be a Saints fan. Oh, yeah. And as he already said, that was the year that they ended up winning the Super Bowl. So that infuriates me because who just decides to be a fan of a team and then they win the Super Bowl? Uh, Meanwhile, hello. I'm, uh, as you can see, I'm wearing my, my Jets jersey and I'm a suffering fan. For me, my story is much... Uh, not nearly as eventful. Um, <laughs> I'm a Jet fan because of my dad. Um, shout out, dad. And he's a Jet fan because he got Jets pajamas when he was like six or seven years old for his birthday. Um, or excuse me, for Christmas. And so he passed that down to me, and, and I've been a Jet fan ever since. 
Cursed you. And yeah, he did. <laughs> and that's not going anywhere. So um, I appreciate you guys sending in that question. I thought that was kind of a perfect intro to, to our show and a little bit about us. Um, <clears throat> another question that we got this week um, was the Jets Super Bowl odds. Um, which is a great question, obviously, me being a diehard Jets fan. Um, but we'll get into that in a few weeks. As we, like I said, we're breaking down each division. Um, you know, we're going to start with the AFC West and NFC West this week. So we'll get into that a little bit later. I think in the fourth week we'll do the, the East, the AFC and NFC. So we'll we'll tackle that then. But the question about the Jets does lead into us lead us into our first topic and conversation, which I thought it would be fun, obviously, as a football show and as me being a Jets fan selfishly, it would be a, a lot of fun to break down uh, Hard Knocks, HBO's Hard Knocks training camp with the New York Jets. It's all behind-the-scenes stuff, really good insight into the players, the coaches. The Aaron Rodgers show. The Aaron Rodgers show. So I'll, ah. I have some pretty strong feelings about the first episode. I'll, I'll let you kind of go ahead and share your thoughts before I do. Yeah, um, well, for me, it was all about Aaron Rodgers. I think they exclusively did Aaron Rodgers like for the first 10 to 15 minutes, and then they kind of went into um, Garrett Wilson and then Sauce Gardner after that. And then they reverted back to <laughs> Aaron yeah. Rodgers after yeah. that. But um, I understand the hype that New York would be feeling with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you're coming off Zach Wilson, who, let's face it. Yeah, those, there's only, you can only go up. <laughs> you can only go up. <laughs> I mean, he, he's been looking much improved during this preseason, but at the same time, you're going to Aaron Rodgers. Correct. Future Hall of Famer. Um, no question about it and stuff like that, but. I understand the hype, but I've I got the feeling that mm, coaches and players are more looking like fans out there than actual teammates and and coaches of of the guy. Um, just basically what Aaron Rodgers looked like at uh, Leave Schreiber. Oh my gosh, that was the, that was one of the funniest parts of the whole show. I felt like he was a kid meeting him. Like he was going, God. he was going up to people saying, "Hey, go go say hi, go say hi. Don't don't be mean. Be nice to him. He's yep. nervous." Yep. I thought that was hilarious. That was what, one of what the surprised funny- me for from Leave's point of view because I thought, like you look at him and I, I know him from Ray Donovan. Yeah, so he, he's like this. You know, macho yeah. looking dude, yep. and yep. like he's coming he out like all awkward. All, yeah, he came yeah. out all awkward, yeah. like a shy and stuff. Yeah. That that made me chuckle. Yeah. Um, but to see Aaron Rodgers starstruck, it kind of did represent how I guess the rest of his team felt with him. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, and so, and look, I'm as excited as any Jet fan that he's here. Obviously, I bought my jersey this year. For, <clears throat> for those of you watching the show and instead of listening, you can you can see it on me right now. I, I'm. I'm pumped. I can't wait. This is the most excited for football season that I've I've been probably <laughs> ever in my 30 years of living, right? But having said that, there was a scene in particular that actually we shared on our Instagram and Facebook page. So go check it out if you haven't seen the show or don't know what I'm referring to. But it was in the film room and it was the defensive coordinator breaking down joint practices, right? Offense versus defense. And there was he made a ridiculous throw, right? He was running to the right. He turned to his left, threw across his body, and hit a back shoulder throw to the tight end, Jeremy Ruckert, in the end zone. Oh, Phenomenal yeah. throw, right? But one of the things that the defensive coordinator, Jeff Ulbrich, said, and and I'm not exaggerating, my stomach dropped when he said this, and it might be a little extreme, but again, I'm a suffering Jets fan, <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said something to the effect of, guys, we're going to be in every game, even if we stumble all over ourselves and give up some points, we're going to be in every game, which... <laughs> That might be true, but here, here's my here's my thought. One of the things that made their defense, I would say, elite last year, they were probably you know arguably a top five defense. I think statistically they were also. Mm-hmm. 
they couldn't give up points. They no r- if they gave up no. more than 13, 14 points, they were going to lose, oh, yeah. right? So they had to play with that sense of urgency. And and I really hope that they keep that. And what I don't want to see and, and kind of what I felt like he was inferring in that clip, even unintentionally, was that you can kind of take your foot off the get. You don't have to be perfect right. because the offense can save you now, Yeah, which I understand, but like, Come on, like uh, keep the pressure on, keep you, that mentality that you have to be great. Yeah, I definitely think his message was more trying to like, I guess, show the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. Like, oh, this is the only quarterback in the world who, who can make this throw. But at the same time, I think the way he worded it was definitely, you'd probably take it back. And obviously last year, the defense didn't have much room for error with uh, offense being probably a bottom 10 defense in, in the league and whatnot. Yeah. But with Aaron Rodgers there, I understand you're trying to hype him up. You're trying to tell him you did well, but there's only so much you can do with Aaron Rodgers. But at the same time, <laughs> they got to keep that the, sense of urgency. The they point get, of the yeah. defense is to allow no points. Correct. That's the entire Correct. point of a defense. So right. to say, yeah, we're going to. And there are going to be games where like the offense picks up the defense, right? The defense picks up the offense. That's going right. to happen, right? right. But yep. you can't rely on the offense. To now think, okay, we can give up points, right? And we're oh, going to be, com- yeah, that's we're going to be competitive. To um, me, if it sets up, if the offense struggles for even a game, then all of a sudden you got finger pointing. I thought you guys were supposed to be great. Yeah, I thought, yeah, it's. Yeah. I just it, it, and it, it'll create a messy situation if 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 it's a prolonged uh, losing streak yep. somewhere in the middle of the season. Yep, I agree. And again, that could be a very minute clip that nobody else even picked up on but me as a long-suffering Jets fan like I'm looking for any indication that they're gonna bomb this year so I can like prepare myself right and that that was one of those moments for me so other than that that was my that was my big takeaway I I will say you know fan fan show aside I felt like HBO did a really good job of making Aaron Rodgers look really good (laughs) I feel like the last couple years in the media and some of his big headlines um, he's kind of been painted in a, in a certain way. And I thought that they did him really well in that first episode to make him seem like a pretty cool and a pretty good guy. So, mm-hmm. um, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, last thoughts about the jets in general. Um, I'm wondering how their offensive line is going to hold up for Aaron Rodgers. I yeah. last year, if you watch a lot of their games, Zach Wilson was just <sighs> running pummeled. for his life. He was yep. pummeled yep. all game. So if Aaron Rodgers, he's, He's what thirty eight now? Yeah, oh, he's going to be forty. I yeah. think I heard in the oh, middle 40. of the season. Yeah, I'm mean, yeah. a couple of years beyond. But at yeah. the same time, he's not mobile. No, he's not no. going anywhere. No. So we'll see if the offensive line can hold up, and maybe they'll dwell more into that uh, in coming episodes. Yep, yep. So um, each week we'll we'll break down the next week's episode. Um, so we'll we'll break down episode two next week. Um, and then we'll obviously dive into the Jets a little bit deeper as we do our division breakdown. So um, let's dive in, right? So we're gonna this week we're gonna tackle the AFC and the NFC West. So we'll just go through each team, kind of what the storylines are, what we think um, that we need to be on the lookout for, mm-hmm. um, and then kind of just go from there. So I'll, I'll we'll start with the NFC, right? In no particular order, the NFC West. Um, we'll just start with the Cardinals because, you know, hometown team, shout out Phoenix. Shout out Phoenix. Um, hopefully <laughs> you guys, like hopefully you guys still claim us after this breakdown. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to like us. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really rough year for, for the Cardinals. When you think about 
you know, losing DeAndre Hopkins. You have Kyler Murray coming off of ACL. I don't know if there's even a timeline been given yet for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're preparing for Colt McCoy to be the starter for at least the first few weeks. Um, you know, I, I saw something the other day that I that I really agree with that with DeAndre Hopkins being gone, um, defenses are going to really key in on James Conner, the running back. Yeah, they're going to stack the ball, especially with McCoy because oh, yeah. there's no threat of the pass game. Right. There's no, I mean, you got, you got Hollywood Brown who can occasionally stretch the defense, but it's really going to be James Conner and and what he can do. And so I think that it's going to be a long season for him. Um, I'm really curious just from a culture standpoint, obviously we all assume it's going to be a rough year, right? Like the new coach, uh, new coach, Jonathan Gannon, what's he about? You know, is he going to be able to keep the team afloat? Is he going to be able to keep their their motivation, keep them playing hard throughout the season. He's a first year coach. He's never, he's never been a head coach, right? He's got to prove himself. Um, So that's one thing that I'm looking for um, from the Cardinals, but. And he's defensive minded, isn't he? Correct. And see the number one thing that comes to mind when it comes to a defensive minded coach with the Cardinals is Steve Wilkes. Yeah. That, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We all know how that ended up one season, season. three and 13 gone. Yep. Yep. So, Obviously, you have your you had your high flying powered offense with Cliff Kingsbury, but Cliff, you could tell last year he he cracked. Yeah, he did not want to be there. Well, and and we could you know this is kind of getting off on a side tangent too, but I mean, if anybody watched Hard Knocks, the in season show that they did with the Cardinals, where mm-hmm. they were featured for like six or seven weeks during the season, Mer- Kyler Murray just just ran, he ran that yeah. team and he right. and he said and treated Cliff Kingsbury however he wanted yeah. and you know not that it was all on Kyler I think Cliff had some had some deficiencies as well but I felt like that that show really did a good job of painting a picture of the dynamic in that locker room like it was Kyler Murray and then the coach was was much further below him on the totem pole and that's never how it should be spoiler alert I know you haven't watched the Johnny Manziel um, untold story. Yep. But you'll see Cliff Kingsbury in there, and he he had the same exact dynamic with Johnny Manziel. I just think that he's he, not same exact. Yeah. He's not necessarily a leader. Like he'll he'll be a great yeah. offensive coordinator wherever. I know. He, I think he got hired by some other team this year. USC. 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 Yeah. So yeah, he's gonna be coaching Caleb Williams, the quarterback from USC this year, you know, so. which could be a future Arizona Cardinals pick. Another one. Yeah. If, if they yep. go number one, so yep. that, that'd be interesting dynamic. Yep. Um, but for now, um, they got a defensive minded coach. We'll see how that that defense uh, changes their their mythology yep. and um, methodology, I should say, and then offense. Obviously, you're, they're gonna force Colt McCoy to be a quarterback. Um, he's gonna have to throw the ball. Yep. And yeah, he's gonna have to make some plays. Uh, yeah. He's gonna have to make some plays. Hopefully, he doesn't try and do too much. Mm-hmm. The, right. I, mean, I, 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 you would hope that he's been in the league long enough to know what he can force and what he can't. Um, but that team is gonna be a team that's gonna be trying to fight its way back every single game. Um, during the <laughs> season, I believe. Yeah. So, so unfortunately, I think it's gonna be a long season for the Cardinals. Um, sorry. All of you from Phoenix that are that are yeah, following us, forgive are, us. Yeah, um, I hope I'm wrong, right? I love the Cardinals. I'm, a, you know, I root for them um, when they're not playing the Jets. Obviously, I hope they have a good year every year, but I just right. don't. I just don't see it happening. No, not this year. this year. I just don't see it in the cards. So, um, hopefully, we're wrong. So, moving on to the Seattle Seahawks, I think that they are a really interesting story this year, just because now I want to say they have some expectations. Right. Oh, yeah. Last year, they kind of came out of nowhere. Um, everybody 
really didn't know what they were doing. They traded Russell Wilson. Now they're starting Geno Smith. Well, now they look like geniuses, right? Because of the way that Russ played last year and the way that Geno thrived. He just signed a huge deal. Right. So they really have some expectations now coming into this season. It's not where they can just show up and win a few games and everybody's like, wow, they're making some progress. Now they made the playoffs last year. Now what's next? Right. And so um, they did. And I'm going to butcher this name. I'm going to say it right now. Ah. They, their big um, first round draft pick from Ohio State. He's a receiver from, like I said, a receiver from Ohio State, Jackson Smith. Injaba. I, I can't say it. I'm just going to be out, you know, a 20, 20th overall pick. Um, but he was a stud at Ohio State. Um, so that's going to provide um, DK Metcalf with some relief. Tyler Lockett with some relief. Um, if they can keep Kenneth Walker healthy this year. Um, I think they have a chance to be really good, um, but I, I think they're interesting. What are your thoughts? Uh, you know, with I, I'm hoping Geno Smith doesn't have to be the same Geno Smith as last year. Um, they suffered a bunch of injuries in, at the running back position last year, so it kind of forced him to kind of play a little bit more than what we've seen in past years of what he's capable of. Um, credit to him. He thrived in that role anyway. But this year, defenses will probably see that Geno Smith is a little bit different, and they'll probably counteract that. They'll see what he likes to do, and they'll probably adjust to it. Um, For me, I think as long as they switch back more to a running game with Kenneth Walker, I I see them finishing high up there in in the NFC West. they re-signed Bobby Wagner. They re-signed Bobby um, Wagner. So, so the that defense, defense, he's the leader of that defense. He's oh, yeah. the heart and soul of that defense. He, you know, he spent what was it, a year in, in LA with the Rams. Yep. Um, and came back with with Seattle. Obviously, he's getting up there in age. Uh, it, you know, as, as far as football goes, that veteran presence. Um, correct. I yep. think you really that's something that you can't measure as a guy who already was the heart and soul of your defense. Right. Getting and now back. coming back. Yep. I think that that's going to really go a long a long way for them. Um, Again, I, they're one of my they're one of my teams. Just not even in the NFC West, just in the Overall. NFL that a whole you know as a whole that I'm really excited for this year. I think Kenneth Walker has an opportunity to be a stud if he can stay healthy. I think they have um, a very high floor, even correct. Like I, correct. especially in that division, they got to make play. the playoffs again, right? Yep, yep you know, absolutely. That's, you, you, that's, you, you face yeah. Arizona twice, um. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the Rams. Who, and the, Rams. Who, the Rams. I mean, we'll get into them next, but right. they're not going to be anything. I mean, at least on paper, they still got Matthew um, Stafford and whatnot. Yeah. But we'll, yeah, you can face them twice, maybe get a split there, and then you get the Niners. Niners are an interesting team, obviously, and we'll get into them, but they have a quarterback situation, and we'll dwell yeah. into them when we get yeah. there. But as Seattle has an open shot to be a really, really good team. Yep, and I agree. With a really great record and and probably maybe even one of the top seeds in, in the NFC going into the playoffs. Yeah, right? the NFC is not loaded with teams, right? They're not like the AFC where they you could list 10 teams that could realistically make the playoffs and make a deep run. Right. The NFC off the top of my head, you got I mean I think the two teams that everybody talks about are Philadelphia and San Francisco. Yep. And every, after that, it's a free for all, right? So I think Seattle has an opportunity to make some noise if they, you know, obviously you got to stay healthy. Injuries are always a part of the NFL. Right. Um but you got, you know, I think they have a, an opportunity to do some good things this year. So I'm Absolutely. excited about them. Yep. Um, next we'll dive into that, to the Rams, right? So similar story to, to the Cardinals. I think they will be a little bit more competitive. Um, if you remember, they were decimated with injuries last year. They lost Matthew Stafford. They lost Aaron Donald. They lost Cooper cup. Um, (laughs) so, I mean, they really, 
he didn't, have, entire, didn't have a chance, yep, right? I mean, we just talked fun. about injuries being a part of the NFL, but when you lose those three guys, you really don't have a, a fighting chance. Those are, that's the heart and soul of your of your of your team. Yeah, those Offense are your stars. Defense, those are correct. your playmakers. Correct. Yeah. Um, I think I think McVay, Sean McVay, is the type of coach where if you have him, you're always going to have a shot. I think he's one of the great young minds in the NFL. Um, their defense took a big hit, right? They traded Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins. Thanks for mm-hmm. that. <laughs> um, love that for the for the Jets. Um, <clears throat> but I think they're you know with Aaron Donald, the the big question mark is who who besides Aaron Donald on that on that defense can make some plays now? Because right. originally, right, you had Aaron Donald up front putting pressure on the quarterback. You had Jalen Ramsey in the back, you know, making plays, doing what he did. Mm-hmm. And you know now you don't have that. And so the big question mark, I think, obviously, I feel like. And you can, you know, tell me your opinion as well. I think the offense is going to put up some points still. I think Stafford is still, you know, a very competent quarterback. I mean, they, oh, yeah. they just won the Super Bowl two years ago, right? right? So he's no slouch. Um, but I think the big, the big question mark with the Rams is can their defense keep them in games? What are your thoughts? Yeah, to me, Stafford. As long as you have Stafford and Cup, you'll have a chance. Um, <clears throat> how far that that'll take you? Took him to the Super Bowl two years ago, like we said. Um, he won it, but from, I think they were like very cap strapped after that whole thing, and so they had to like decimate their team. Um, I don't know if you can fact check that for me uh, sometime. They it wasn't that they were. I don't think it was that they were cap strapped. I think it's because I mean they were. They've been the running the joke. They have been the running joke in the NFL for the last three or four years because they're just trading all of their picks. Yeah. They had no, they, they had yeah. no picks. They traded a million picks for for Ramsey. They traded a bunch for for um, Stafford. So they had to get old. They had, they had, <laughs> they had no choice. Right. right? They had no choice. Um, I actually, I, I listen to ESPN Radio a lot, so I'll give them credit for this stat. But they had, I want to say they had fifteen picks this year, but they were all <laughs> third round or later because they had traded all their first or second round picks. So they definitely put emphasis on the draft. But when you're when, quality, correct. But right. when you're and when you're drafting that late, you have to hit on some guys that weren't expected to do well, right? right. So I think Les Snead is a good GM. Um, I, I you know for, he made the trade for for Ramsey and 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 Stafford. I know I think he knows what he's doing. Um, but yeah. you got to hit on some of those late round picks when you have no first or second. I don't even think they have any next year. I could be wrong, but like they, Jesus. they've been, they've been the laughing, laughing stock of the NFL from that perspective for trading all their picks. They were, everybody says, you know, well, they're doing it their way. They're trading all their picks. Right. And so, you know, now, so it sounds like a youth movement is in the it, horizon. And I think so. I and think I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen on its own too. Right. Stafford's old again, by NFL perspective, right. Uh, Aaron Donald has talked about retirement. Yeah, he was retiring if he didn't get a new yeah. deal, right? Yep. yep. So I think it's just going to happen organically from some for some of their players just choosing to hang it up, honestly. Yeah. So as far as their as far as their floor or, or or I guess more their ceiling, I would say seven eight wins is a good season, right? I don't I really don't think they have too many expectations. I don't think that they're going to make a whole lot of noise. Like you know, we just talked about playing the Cardinals. They got to play the Niners twice. They got to play the uh, Seahawks Seattle. twice. Yep. Um, you know, I, I just that think that them, uh, to me, that puts them in a rough per- predicament. I, think, I agree. I agree. I don't know. I, with Aaron Donald and Cooper cup, I think you don't you want to avoid a, a rebuild, a full on rebuild at all possible cost, but you got 15 picks. <laughs> You're going to come in with that youth movement. That sounds like a rebuild to me. Yeah. 
Um, yep. So they, I, I just saw this that the owner sent out a letter to all of their season ticket holders, basically asking them not to quit and like not to sell their tickets, ah. claiming that they were still going to be competitive, but they knew they had to change their style for basically the long term of the of the franchise. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, in other words, please come to games still and spend money to right. make us profitable. Um, so they know. Yes. I think they expect to not have a great season. I mean, anytime you send a letter to your, to your season ticket holders, um, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to oh. be a long year. So, oh boy. Um, yeah, I think that the Rams are, are in the same boat as the Cardinals, maybe slightly better, but next um, last, but certainly not least is the 49ers. Right. And I think that we already kind of talked about them. They're the, they're the cream of the crop when it comes to the NFC. Um, it's them and the, and the Eagles are right up there. Um, the biggest storyline for me with the Niners is Brock Purdy, right? 100%. Not only, not only is he going to be healthy week one, is he going to play, but, <laughs> but, but can he replicate what he did the last seven or eight games of the season? Because let's face it, he's Mr. Irrelevant. He was the oh, last, yeah. he was literally, you know, what they termed the last pick in the NFL draft. He was that mm -hmm. he came out of nowhere. Think about everything that had to happen last year. Trey Lance got injured. Jimmy Garoppolo got injured and here comes. Uh, Brock Purdy with zero expectations and the guy plays like Tom Brady. Oh yeah. Right. And so it. it's, it's to me that storyline's over, right? He's no longer the, the great story. I mean, he is, he is a good story, but it's a new season. Now you have expectations and the you know, unknown is that elbow going to be healthy? Right. Is he going to try and come back too soon? Um, and it, can he keep up that style of play or that level of play mm -hmm. for a whole season? Cause it was awesome to see him do it for seven or eight games. Um, but yeah. can he do, and let's be honest, you know, he doesn't have to be otherworldly. Oh, no. They have an amazing defense and they have weapons around him. He just had, in my opinion, and, I'll, and I'm curious to hear what you think as well. I think he just needs to be average. Yeah. I just think he needs to be a game manager. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, Same I just term. think he needs to be, you know, shout out Mark Sanchez. <laughs> shout uh, out Mark Sanchez. Oh, um, oh, I just no. think he needs to be oh, a Mark no. Sanchez, you know, um, <laughs> two AFC back-to-back -back championships, and it wasn't because of the offense. Oh, no. They ran the ball. They played great defense. Yep. Right? Um, you know, that's the Jet fan in me coming out. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but I just think he needs to – that's what he needs to be. He needs to be consistent – Keep the ball on the offensive hands. Don't make mistakes. Don't turn the ball over. Um, and so he doesn't, I, I think from that perspective, he's set up really well because he doesn't need to be a pro bowler. He right. just needs to, to keep them in a good spot. Yeah. It, to me, it'll always come back to his UCL. What, yeah. What he destroyed last year in the playoffs. But um, if he can at least make most of the throws he made last year, they'll be in a really good spot. Yep. Um, they st I mean, they still have Trey Lance ba backing him up, former number three overall pick. Yeah, and they traded um, a lot for him. They traded a lot for him. Um, I know Shanahan already said Brock Purdy is going to start game one. Yep. So um, they'll probably give him a little bit of a leash and see how he reacts with all the throws that they ask him to, to pull off. But if he can even be a shell, even a little bit of a shell of himself from ladder because he was – Phenomenal last year. He was otherworldly yep. last year. It came so, out of nowhere. Yep. So in that defense, we know all about Nick Bosa and, yep. uh, and the rest of those guys. So Fred Wagner. Fred Wagner. Yep. So there's there's no lack of confidence in defense. It, the question marks. It's always about the offense. They have Christian McCaffrey back there, so your running back problem is solved. Debo Samuel. Yep. Uh, yep. Debo Samuel is always there, but Brock Purdy, 
can he make the throws that he needs to make in um, last game-winning drives or yep. so, something like that yep. to get him a number one or number two seed in, in the NFC. Yep. Um, if not, we'll see how long, if they make the change to Trey Lance and how how far he's developed. This is he's had he's had a few years now um, backing up there behind Jimmy Garoppolo and now Brock Purdy. So to me, I think they're in a good spot. They got two quarterbacks who they can probably rely on. Um, but it'll definitely see be interesting to see how long of a leash Brock Purdy has if he's not making the throws that yeah, he's supposed I, to be making. I think that's a, a another story, right? A storyline, right? I think it's such an interesting dynamic. Like like you already talked about, they have. Trey Lance, who they they invested heavily in, yep. and now he lost his job for nothing else, nothing other than injury. Yep. And now you have this new guy came in, you know, playing like an all star. And so I think that's a really to your point. How long is his leash going to be before you have Trey Lance? And I've even heard, and I, I I don't know if this is true or not. They have Sam Darnold as well. Um, <laughs> I've true. even heard that on the depth chart, technically Sam Darnold is the backup right now. Really? Which I which. Uh, you know, That's he, just did, he, be, didn't, yeah. he didn't stand a chance in New York. It is what it is. But I don't, I don't understand how he could be ahead of Trey Lance. Lance. So I think that that could be a subplot to the Niners. The only way I can think of is if they're setting up Trey Lance to be a trade target. Or Correct. Some, or some I've sort. heard that as well. Mm-hmm. And I've heard a lot of, you know, from ESPN guys, whatever, saying that they're surprised that he ha- hasn't been traded already. Right. Um, just because of that dynamic that it's going to create. But I think we can both agree that the Niners are the are far and away the best team in the NFC West. And I think barring injuries, definitely on paper, um, we ex- exactly definitely on, paper, on paper, they should they should win that division. So yep. um, we'll transition to the AFC West. Uh, we'll start with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I'm super curious about the Raiders. I don't have high expectations about the Raiders, but I just think it's so interesting that they thought that Jimmy Garoppolo was a better alternative than Derek Carr. Um, obviously they, they benched Carr for the last, I think it was three games of the season last year. Um, and they ended up signing Garoppolo who's had a history of, of season ending injuries, (laughs) um, multiple. And so I just think that that, I mean, obviously he has the, the relationship with McDaniels, um, being you know previously New with England. New England, that his right. offense, he must think that he can run it better. Um, but you know they are they have the chip stacked against them. Obviously, Josh Jacobs is a holdout right now. Yep. Um, he's he's not showing up. Um, and I just I don't I'm really curious to see what the Raiders do. My biggest and I actually wrote this down you know prepping for the show is how long is it going to take for Devonte Adams to not be happy. <laughs> right, because we already heard these unsubstantiated rumors that he wants to go to the Jets now, and and all of these things. If they have a a rough three or four or five games, and he's not getting the ball, Garoppolo's playing like garbage. I think Garoppolo's a good quarterback. I'm not saying that he's going to, but I'm saying hypothetically, if he does, I think that could be a storyline where you know he, because we all know receivers want the ball at all times, and oh, yeah. if they don't get them, they 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 get a certain type of way, and so I just think that that could be a storyline as well, but. Um, me personally, I don't have high expectations for the Raiders. I don't think that, you know, I think that this is kind of going to be a learning year for, for Garoppolo, for Josh McDaniels. He's got McDaniels from, to me, side note is on the hot seat. He, he, he had a really unsuccessful first go around with the Broncos last year was not good. They were supposed to be great bringing in Devonte Adams. Um, now, you know, he's got his quarterback, right? This is who he wants. And so I'm curious to see, you know, what they do. What are your thoughts? 
Well, to me, yeah, it's going to be, I don't even want to say the level of how far Jimmy Garoppolo can take him because Jimmy Garoppolo's not going to take you very far. I'm sorry, but he's, yeah, he, I mean, he's, they, you he's know, he, average he made it to the, he made to it to the Super average. Bowl. He's made it to a couple NFC championships, but as we just talked about, that was largely because of the, the, the talent his, around yeah, them. Yep, his surrounding um, cast. So, yeah. To, to me, you're going to have to develop players outside of Garoppolo there. Um, you got Devontae Adams, but like you, you said, is he going to be happy? Personally, I don't think so. I think it's going to take <laughs> probably like three losses. If they start off 0-3 or something, I think you're yeah. going to start seeing those headlines come out yep. of Vegas I, real I, quick. I, I agree. Really quick. I agree. Um, but outside of that, you got Josh Jacobs who's holding out, so you got another storyline that's a distraction there. Um, they finished, what, second to last last year? Behind, ahead of only the Broncos who, yep. Yep. who had their own disastrous season. Um, to me – they're going to be bottom to yep. be, to I be honest with you. I agree. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, I agree completely with all of that. Um, next is the chargers. Um, the LA chargers. I, <laughs> this, they're frustrating to me. I, I want to love the Chargers. I, I, I agree completely. To. That's exactly I how I feel. To. I, they are such a fun team. They have the best uniforms on the NFL. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> those powder blues are fire. Um, they're, they're money. I love those powder blues. So they have the best uniforms in the NFL. Um, they have a ton of talent. Herbert is a stud. Austin Eckler stud. Mike Williams stud. Keenan um, Allen. He's getting up there in age. Keenan he's Allen. Still, he's he, still he has the potential. Oh yeah. Um, I, at the end of the day, I don't trust their coach. Um, Brandon Staley. <laughs> I don't know what that guy does, what analytics he reads. Um, but he makes some crazy decisions that I think at the end of the day, and I, again, I wrote this down prepping for the show. Can Brandon Staley get out of his own way? And I've heard that Kellen, you know, Kellen Moore is the new offensive coordinator. Everybody thinks that he's going to be exactly what this team needs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I have my doubts, I, you know, because it wasn't long ago where Dallas was having problems and everybody was questioning if Kellen Moore was the guy. Right. And now all of a sudden he's, he's the, the savior in right. LA. It was so, a question. Now he's the answer. Correct. Yeah. yeah that's how, they, that's how the NFL is. They just recycle coaches. They become the issue and then they become the solution. Right. So, that's um, you know, I, I am really curious to see how the Chargers do. I think that they have a ton of expectations, right? They made the playoffs last year. They had that huge lead that they blew to the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Jaguars, people, not Jaguars. <laughs> just so just so we're clear. When my, say Jaguars it's no, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. It's Jaguars. Sound it out. The Jags. The Jags. There you go. <laughs> you say Jaguars, um, so you just, just say Jags. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm, I, I'm, I mean, they have all, again, talk about on paper, they're there. They have everything they need. Um, I just, I'm just not buying it personally. What, what's your opinion? For me, I feel like they've had it on paper for a while. They have. On paper. They have. I love Herbert. I love their offense. Um, their defense is always getting the pieces together, but somehow, for whatever reason, and even going beyond not trusting Staley, I don't trust that whole franchise, to be honest. I think that franchise yeah. is cursed. Yeah. I'm sorry. But they are cursed. They lose games on a consistent basis. In the craziest that ways. they should, yeah. yeah. That they, when I see the score in the fourth quarter, I'll be like, oh, that game's done. Chargers won. And yeah, <laughs> end of the game. Well, that lost. comes down to coaching, right? I mean, that's at the end of the day, like. Well, does it go it, through all the coaches though? Like, I yeah. feel like it's it's yeah. a, it's a curse, man. Yeah. To me, I, I there's nothing else to describe it. But yeah. that franchise is just they have to find some sort of way to get get that mentality going for, for that fourth quarter where 
We can finish the job. They say a lot with with new young teams, right? You have to learn how to win. And I think that's, you know, even though Herbert's been in the league now, what is it, three or four years? um, they, They still have to do that. They still have to prove that they can win close games. And again, I keep, I'm not to sound like a broken record, but can the coach make the right, right decisions, right. get out of his own way and, and, you know, time management going forward on fourth, the way that that guy goes forward on fourth down. Like I, I love being aggressive. <laughs> I'm all for it. Right. But there's a difference between being stupid and being aggressive. Reckless. And, reckless. Perfect. Yeah. And, and I think that he, he is reckless. He's reckless. Um, so I think he needs to get out of his own way. So, right. um, well, I, speaking of hot seats, that's definitely oh, a hot for seat. Sure, but, for sure. Everybody said that he was going to get fired before he even left the locker room after the Jaguars game. And I don't, <laughs> and I don't disagree. I, I, I mean, when you, what was it? 28, nothing in, the, like in the second half. I mean, my goodness. I mean, how do you let that slip? Oh up? my god. That's exactly what I'm, I'm yeah. talking about. That franchise is just Chris in general. Yeah. Well, so we'll see about them. They're another team, you know, like I talked about with the Seahawks, but for a different reason. Like I'm super curious to watch them this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Jets played this whole division, so they're going to play the Chargers. I think that's actually a, a Monday Night Football game, but um, that's neither here nor there. So um, <laughs> next we'll do the Broncos, and I think that they're arguably the biggest story, one of the biggest storylines this year. Um, I know you you have an affinity for Sean Payton. Um, <laughs> Sean Payton. Shout out Saints. <laughs> That's right. um, I am very, very curious to see if him and Russell Wilson are going to mesh because, you know, from everything we've heard from, the, you know, last year, um, Russ is a diva. Russ kind of ran that team last year. Nathaniel Hackett let him run that team last year. And he was bringing in his own personal trainers and his quarterback coaches, and they were running all through the facility doing God knows what airplanes. Correct. (laughs) And, and it just was a disaster, right? I think he, he got fired after 14, 15 games, didn't even make it through the season. Russ looked horrible that he made Seattle look like geniuses for Mm -hmm. trading him. Um, And so I think number one, there's nowhere to go, but up. Right, I think that Sean Payton is the perfect guy to kind of change that culture. It's just a matter of how quick you could do it. I am all I believe he's a great coach, and I believe ultimately they're going to be a good team. Yeah, Sean Payton has changed Russell Wilson. No, yeah, I just don't know how long it's going to take. Obviously, you hear the headlines; he's talking smack about Nathaniel Hackett (laughs) last year. I think that's him kind of laying the groundwork, kind of re-energizing Russ, letting him know. At it's least, not, at least, feeling is exactly it's not, your, not your fault. You played a part in it, but you had. He even used like the parent kid analogy at one point, like mm-hmm. you know, just because the kid wants to do something doesn't let the, doesn't mean the parent should let them or something to that effect. Right. Um. So I think that there was a lot going on behind the scenes, and it obviously showed with their with their play. Um. But I think that having said all of that, I think they're going to be very good this year. I I have high hopes for. Um, their offense, their defense have always been good. The Broncos, I feel like they've had a good defense for the last 10 years, mm-hmm. at least since Peyton's been there. They've had a phenomenal defense. Um, and, you know, they had injuries last year. They lost Cortland. Cortland Sutton was coming back from injury. They lost their their running back, a um, couple running backs. But I, I think that they're going to have a really good year. Um, I'm really curious to see, you know, kind of how they finish the season because I, they're one right. of the teams that I think that, their coach is going to make a world of difference and they're, they're going to have a really successful season. I'm, I'm teetering with the Broncos because they have death issues, death issues. And you saw yesterday, even with the 
preseason game with the Cardinals. Their second stringers and third stringers got outplayed by the Cardinals' second stringers and third stringers. And we've already talked about how yeah. how yeah. the Cardinals are going to finish. Yeah. Um. So to me, I think <clears throat> on on paper, starting lineup for the Broncos can go a long way. Can they avoid the injury bug? Can can if they lose one or two to start the season? Do they do they sell out Sean Payton? Do they like oh this guy already threw Nathaniel Hackett under the bus, but he's comes in here and throw and loses I, two games right off the bat or something? And I personally bam. think that Russ will go before he does. That's my honest opinion. Oh. I think that he they gave him a lot of money. They traded for him. You have to remember that they, yeah, traded, they traded assets to get him. So they I don't think that Sean Payton is going anywhere. They gave. I think that they it's traded gonna for be, Sean Payton too. Correct. That's ah. what I mean. That's oh, yeah. what I mean. Oh, yeah, they yeah, they yeah. traded for him. So I think that that Russ will get the boot before Sean Payton does. Even um, after that Walmart money. C- correct. <laughs> correct. It's it's <clears throat> The Broncos need positive outlook on this season. Yep. Regardless, even if they don't make the playoffs, even if they finish like 8-9, and 9-8, nine, nine and eight, so, somewhere teetering, they need a positive step in the right direction. I think they'll be around there, but I, I, they have the potential to be up there, but they're – there are a lot of question marks regarding their second stringing stringers yep. and whatnot down the line on the depth chart that rise, raises concerns yep. for me. Yep. So they're going to be a good storyline for sure. Um, rounding out our breakdowns, and I don't really have a whole lot to say about the Chiefs. Right? They're the <laughs> chi- they're the Chiefs. I'm just. I mean, I even wrote it down like there's nothing to add. Can they keep it up? That's the only thing I wrote. Is you know they we always hear about Super Bowl hangover. Um, I believe it's a real thing. I think that you know there's something to be said about everybody wanting to come at you the next season right? and the sure. off season, the parties that you're having, the interviews that you're doing, everything that comes with winning the Super Bowl. I think that that's factual. I think that's valid. The thing is um, Patrick Mahomes, you, he's, you, he's otherworldly, man. He he's, I, I can't even dislike him as much as I want to because right. of the way that he plays the stuff that he does, ah. the plays that he makes, like you shouldn't be able to make. And it's oh, like no. you, every mechanic that you hear a quarterback should or shouldn't do, like he can break that and still be, he can make Amazing. any throw from any position. Correct. Yep. And accurate. so I just think that he is like the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have concerns about him. I don't have concerns about Andy Reid. I just, you know, the team as a whole, can they keep up that level of play? Um, especially when we haven't really talked about this yet, but the AFC is loaded. Oh, yeah. Um, so can I do I will they win the division? 100% in my opinion. I think they will. It's just a matter of how far they can go in the playoffs. My only concern will be their defense. Chris Jones is holding yep. out for a new contract. Yep. Um, I that's think a great, that's a great, yep. great point. So they're, I think they have another uh, defensive end, um, Charles Omenehu. Um, I think he's Did out. Did you just for, make that up? No, no, no. <laughs> 100% real, <laughs> non fiction person. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. It's, a, it's in the uh, death chart. But no, you losing pressure. You can't get. You can't. We all know you can't get pressure on the quarterback. You're gonna have a long day on the field for a defense. Yep. So it'll be interesting. Interesting to see how their defense, um, re, I guess, adjusts without yep. um, a lot of pressure coming from those guys anymore. Um, but obviously, with Patrick Mahomes and that offense, <laughs> honestly, I'm. You could put me out there as wide receiver, and I'm pretty sure we'd still You'd have get a thousand yards. Yeah, we'd have the number one offense yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> because of you, clearly. Obviously, I'm just catching those passes. Yep. <laughs> All no. right, so I think we both agree that the Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs, right? So that rounds out our division breakdowns. Now, what I want to do, Jeff, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot. Ooh. Um, I, we're gonna. I thought it would be fun to to 
rank out where each team is going to finish. Okay. And we're going to write them down. And then after the season, when the playoffs are done or when the playoffs have started, we can kind of go back to see how our predictions were at the beginning of the season, how bad, how, how bad we was. were. Or yep. Did we actually know what we were talking about? So, um, I'll go first just because I already wrote mine down. Mm-hmm. Right. So with the AFC West, I have the Chiefs winning the division. I have the Broncos in second. Okay. I have the Chargers in third and the Raiders rounding out the division. Mm-hmm. And then in the NFC West, I have the 49ers. I have the Seahawks and then the Rams and the Cardinals. Okay. So pretty much what we talked about, right? There's no surprises there. I, I kind of alluded to the fact that I was high on the Broncos and I think they'll finish in second place in that division. What are your thoughts? I'm going to write down your teams as you, as you go to okay. Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. You're not gonna. That's a bold pick. <laughs> yeah, but bet on it. Yep. I'm telling yep. you right now, bet on it. Yep. <laughs> um. After them, I'm going Chargers. Okay. Uh, I still love Justin Herbert and what they're doing over there in the offense. So we'll see if they can get over the hump somehow uh, with another year of uh, Staley yep. there. Then we'll go Broncos. Okay. Uh, I think they'll be eight and nine, nine and eight. Um. Chargers will probably be a ten win season, but. I think Broncos will finish third, and they'll move on to next year and see yep. if they can uh, get some more depth there. Yep. Um, lastly, Raiders. Yep. I I just don't know what there's nothing to say. Yeah, there. I don't know I, what they're doing. I, yeah. Um, All right. NFC, NFC? NFC West. Uh, I'm gonna surprise you with this one. Seahawks. All right. I division. like it. I Seahawks. Like it. I, I love the Seahawks. I love what they're doing. Um, Geno Smith even a star next to that one. Just <laughs> as we were, so we can go back and look <laughs> at that. Oh, well, look at that. Yeah. Um. I love or Geno Smith, um, Kenneth Walker, big fan. Yeah. Um, the offensive line allowed any running back back there to get a lot of yards last year. So I have a lot of faith in those guys. And then second, we'll go 49ers. Okay. That defense is gonna it's gonna win you a lot of games. It doesn't even have to keep you in a lot of games. Yeah. It's gonna win you a lot of games. Yeah, that defense. I agree. Um, but obviously you have that quarterback in question. Brock Purdy, Trey Lance. Who, yep. who steps up? Who's gonna yep. lead them by the end of the season? But. Uh, uh, 49ers second place there. Then thirdly, we'll do the Rams. Yep. Um, I, I can't even put a projection on what their record is going to look like. Yep. I think they're just in the middle of of a semi-rebuild <clears throat> that I don't know where they're going to go with. But as long as they have Cup and Donald, I don't think they want to go full-scale rebuild, but we'll see where they go, uh, finish the se- end of the season. And then lastly, Cardinals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, they're, they're fighting for the number one overall pick. Yeah. I'm sorry, but yep. that, that's that's going to be where I they agree are. Agree completely. But yep. All right. So it's written down. It's set in stone, and we'll go back over that when the playoffs kick off in January. So um, second part of what this podcast is going to be about, other than just you know breaking down the games every Sunday, talking football. Me and Jeff both love and are semi addicted to fantasy football. Oh yeah. And so we want to obviously incorporate that into um, into our podcast. And I know from talking to some friends, shout out Nathaniel that he is very excited about the fantasy football aspect of this. So what I just, what we decided to do is we're going to kind of label for each, the AFC West and the NFC West, we're going to pick three players. One is like your must have that you're going to, you know, you're going to plan to draft ahead of everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, the next one is like, stay away. Somebody that you're low on that you don't think is going to have a big year. And then your sleeper. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to do that for both the AFC West and the NFC West. I'll let you go first. Do you remember what you wrote down? Or do you want to see this? Let me see. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's see. Let's do AFC West first. Okay. Um, must have. I got Jerry Judy in there. I think that's so, an interesting pick. So obviously I had Broncos going third in that division. Yep. But 9-8, and eight, I think Russell Wilson will at least get some of his old 
um, powers back yep. that he had in Seattle. Um, and Jerry Judy is number one. Cortland Sutton's number two wide receiver there. Um, I think if they have injury issues, um, they're going to be playing from behind quite a bit. And you got Russell Wilson who can who's going to have to sling it a little bit more, especially with Sean Payton who loves to who loves to pat, um, call the play in the pass plays. Yep, um, that's something to look for forward to um jerry judy that's my must have stay away kansas city running back isaiah pacheco <laughs> i do not trust any running back in kansas city i feel like that's like five years ago when you would say stay away from any running back in new england oh now yeah. it's like kansas city i feel like it's the, always committee it's always somebody new i agree with that completely I they had clyde Ed- edward teller there last year and i think he was even the start two years ago yep. you know, but now they got Isaiah Pacheco as a projected starter. Um, I, I just they go by committee, and they just they know how to take advantage of each player's um, strengths. The problem is they have so many playmakers on offense. You, even if you haven't heard of them, that they they just funnel the ball to everybody. Yep. So Isaiah Pacheco, I'd probably stay away from him. Um, sleeper Joshua Kelly which is uh, the second string running back for the Chargers. Uh, <laughs> and that's where you're literally just banking on an injury, right? You never want to... An mean, injury or even a holdout by uh, Eckler. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he's the honest. one who started that whole get-together of run, running backs about what we're getting paid and yeah. what's fair. He's the, he's the one who, who and he's organized not, it. And he's not the pillar of strength when it comes to oh, um, oh. you know playing a whole season. He has had injury issues. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very, a very interesting sleeper pick because... Because that's at the end of the day, like you said, it's either holdout or it's injury. Yeah. And if that happens, and how you, much effort is Eckler even going to put in? I know. I know. To be honest, with you, just to avoid injury. Not, it's not, funny because I almost put him as my must-have, <laughs> but I did not. All right, go ahead. What's uh, NFC West? NFC West. I got must-have Kenneth Walker the third running back. Yeah, I Seattle. Think that's a great pick. That I think that's a great pick. I think they're going to pull the reins back on Geno Smith a little bit. And rely a lot more on the running game. Yep. Um, Kenneth Walker was having a phenomenal year last year until he got injured. Um, but I think they're going to rely on him heavy. And um, I think he'll be up to the challenge on that one. Um, stay away. <laughs> Geno Smith. Which I think is funny because you're so high on the Seahawks. But just because you're high on a team doesn't mean you think they're going to have a fantasy standout. So I think that that's a great distinction that you did there. Yep. To me, they're going to have a very even even kill offense yep. where yep. balance balance. Yep. 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 Um, so, so Geno Smith is going to be a great quarterback, but not a great fantasy quarterback. So there are differences. And that was like Russell Wilson at the beginning of his career, right? Yep. When Seattle was winning all those games, he was a horrible fantasy quarterback. Oh yeah. And I made that mistake the hard way because <laughs> I was high on Russell Wilson. I remember one year I drafted him and he, he just, they won a ton of games, but mm-hmm. he just didn't put up numbers. So yep. I think that that's a great call. Yep. So yeah, fantasy players beware. Only because the team is good doesn't mean other players are producing. Yep. Yep. So, and then sleeper, I got Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown of the Arizona Cardinals, yeah. which <laughs> I'm not on board with that one. I'm saying, I'm not saying start him week one. I'm not saying start him week two. I'm saying stash him for now until Kyler Murray gets back um, or see how he adjusts All with right. that. I could get on board with um, I can get on board with stashing him. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, if he make some sort of connection with Cole McCoy even maybe you can plug him in as a flex or something, Yep. but the Cardinals are going to be playing from behind a lot this yep. year. And yep. when you play from behind a lot, you are going to throw the ball. And 
<laughs> to me, after trading DeAndre Hopkins, Marquise Brown is basically your number one and the only yep. reliable uh, target you have over there. Yep. I think they got Ron Randell Moore as their number two. That's who it is, Rondell Moore. Rondell yeah. Moore. Yep. yep. But let's be honest, are you going to rely on one? He's not a one. Yeah. Are you going to rely on him to he's carry like your a offense? Utility like Swiss Army knife, like Debo like Samuel type he, guy. He's a yeah. he's a slot guy. Yep. But he's he's going to he's entering the season as their number two. Yep. So I I. To me, they're going to throw the ball. Someone has has to get those targets and potentially uh, catches, and yep. that's going to be Hollywood Brown. Okay, so there you go. All right, now for me, uh, must have in the AFC West uh, is Travis Kelsey. I mm-hmm. think from a fantasy football perspective, he's one of those guys that can literally win you your matchup. Oh yeah, at, by himself, single. He can have. I mean, how many three touchdown games did he have last year? How many games did he have where he had ten catches? If you're in a PPR league, he's like you got to get him. Like he's. Oh, yeah. He's a first round, like I would never take a tight end first round unless it's him. <laughs> right. But you gotta take him in the first round. If you have the opportunity, I would I would he's number one on my list. I say it every year, like I want Travis Kelsey, but I'm never willing to sacrifice a you round one to. pick. You have to. But you he, have to. He's it's he's so, that guy. Yeah, he's he is that legit. productive, especially compared to other tight ends, because it gets slim pickings after yep. after first handful of guys yep. get taken. It's funny. I saw Greg Olson um, on an interview the other day. He works for for Fox Sports now, but obviously he was a really good tight end with with Carolina for right. years, yep. um, Chicago and Carolina. But he said that he thinks Travis Kelsey is one or two good year. He didn't even say great. He said good years away from officially being the goat tight end, the greatest of all time. And I and I don't disagree. I think he's I think he's a stud. Um, stay away from me is Keenan Allen. I, I don't trust that guy. I know he's one that you seem to draft every single year. <laughs> he always and, works out for me somehow. But he's always injured. I know. He always well, whatever gets Whatever he injured. plays, that is. If he plays, and again, especially if you're in a PPR league, if he's healthy, he is a weapon. Oh, yeah. Because he might have a game where he has 10 catches for 40 yards. But that's 10 catches. You get point, you know, Obviously, a PPR, that you get credit for every single catch. Right. And so I think that – but but I, I just, the risk is not worth the reward, in my opinion. I am much higher on Mike Williams. Okay. For the Chargers, I think that he's a stud, and um, Herbert loves to throw the deep ball, yeah. and Mike—that's what Mike Williams excels at. He's a tall guy; he goes up and he grabs it. And so, I just think Keenan Allen—I'm staying away from him. You couldn't pay me enough to draft him, <laughs> um, in my opinion. And so, so he's my stay away, my sleeper. And this was a, such a sleeper that Jeff has never even heard of this guy. Uh, but write him down. I'm telling you. It, it, we will play this clip at the end of the season because I promise you this guy's going to be a beast. Greg Dulcich, okay? Greg Dulcich, the tight end from the Broncos. He, I want to say this is his second year in the league. He was a rookie last year. He was he started last year injured, and he came back the second half of the year and had a, immediately a really good connection with Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I picked up on it when he uh, he actually played against the Jets. And so I, I noticed he had a, a couple good catches. He had a good game. He won like, like six catches for almost 100 yards, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually picked him up last year because I had some injury issues and, and I stashed him away and I played him a couple a couple times. And he had a, a good um, a good couple games, good stat lines. And I think that, you know, we it's proven that um, a Sean Payton offense utilizes the tight end a lot, he, he i.e. Jimmy Graham, Benjamin Watson. Like You could just Jimmy think of Gr- all yeah. of the tight ends that the Saints have had that have had success. I think if that translates to Denver, that Greg Dulcich could have a huge year. So he's my sleeper. I'm I, you know, I'm probably going to draft him, honestly. Uh, my must-have in the NFC West is Christian McCaffrey. 
Um, I, I get a little nervous. I'm not going to lie saying this just because of the, the injury issues that he has had, mm-hmm. but a healthy Christian McCaffrey is, again, we talk about guys that could win you your game, your, your matchup that week. He's one of those guys. Cause he could have a running touchdown, a passing touchdown. He could have 10 catches and then a hundred rushing yards. I mean, you're looking at 20, 30 points right yeah. there off top of your head. You can even throw the ball sometimes. Correct. He even throws the ball. He's a beast if he's healthy. Um, stay away. I'm staying away from James Conner from the Cardinals, <laughs> the running Conner. back for the Arizona Cardinals. We already talked about that, right? They're going to be honing in on the run game with no threat to pass, um, at least while Kyler Murray is away. Right. Um, so I think that James Conner is going to have a tough season gaining some yards. Yeah. Um, my sleeper is Brandon Ayuk um, from the Niners. Okay. I, I really like him. Obviously, shout out Arizona State. Oh, yeah. Um, Forkham. Forkham. You know, obviously, I went to Arizona State. Big, big Sun Devil fan. I watched Brandon Ayuk a lot in college, and and he had an off year last year. He didn't really produce the way that people were thinking, but I've read numerous tweets from from analysts and things that he has had a solid, solid offseason and a solid camp. And so I have high hopes for him. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that if Debo has any sort of injury issues, that Brandon Ayuk could have a really good year. My my only reason that I didn't put him as a must-have is because – of the quarterback situation that we kind of talked about. What's that going to look like? Um, So those are our, those are our picks for the AFC and the NFC West, right? The must haves, the stay away from from, God. No, don't draft them and the sleepers, right? So that's our fantasy aspect. We're going to be doing that every week leading up to the the season. And then obviously in season, we'll talk about our teams, our lineups, our matchups, what we're looking like. Mm. Um, So that's that. I want to end the show with just something fun that I actually saw on Twitter the other day. And I want to make sure I give credit. Um, it's a fun little debate. Um, so uh, my sports update posted this on Twitter and his name is Ari Morove. I hope I don't butcher that name, but basically it was comparing the four intros from the major sports network for the, the major NFL networks, right? So okay. CBS, Fox, Sunday night football and Monday night football. So I'm going to try and play this. Hopefully you guys can hear it. Okay. So this is CBS. Now we have Fox. This just gets me so hyped. So hyped. I cannot wait for football season. Sunday Night Football. And last but not least is Monday Night Football. Classic. All right. So that's the four. So, Jeff, I'll let you go first. What's your favorite? <laughs> well, it's to me, it's a neck-and-neck race with Fox and Monday Night Football. Um, Monday Night Football is always – it's that classic – you've been hearing it since you were a kid. Yep. I don't think they've changed it. In, no, I don't think they have either. <laughs> for a very long time, if ever. And then you got Sunday Night, Sunday Night Football. Honestly, it's 
it's like it's time to bed. It's time for bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not about the Sunday night football one. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Absolutely. Sorry, NBC. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then um, obviously being a Saints fan, most of their games are broadcasted through Fox. It, yeah. Um. So that's just my go-to. It's it's game time when I hear the Fox. I, I think it's funny that you say that because I think that subconsciously you like the network that your team plays the most games on. Like oh, I yeah. don't like Fox. I think that people recognize the Fox intro as like most notorious with football. Mm-hmm. I obviously oh, yeah. a Jets fan. AFC. I love the CBS intro, but I will say listening to that just now, like prior to listening to that, my mind was made up. It was CBS. Okay. Yeah. And then when I listen to all four, it's hands down Monday night football. Yeah. Like that's the best intro as far as I'm concerned. So um, I thought that was a fun little debate, a good way to end, end our first episode. Um, yep. I had a freaking blast. I had a great time. Hopefully you <laughs> episode one. Oh, episode let's go. one is in the books. Let's go. Um, more to come. Hopefully you guys um, enjoyed this, found this entertaining, insightful. Um, more to come. Stay tuned for more episodes and um, we'll talk to you next week. Next week. Talk to you later. Peace. Thanks for listening to What Did They Know podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media outlets to see future episode details. And don't forget to send in any questions or topics that you want to see the guys discuss in their weekly episodes to come.